Well, when I was little, they didn't have classes for 18-month-olds. This is a very new concept for the dance world to start dance in extracurricular activities at a very young age. Okay, right. So, like, you know, you held a, a conference. Uh, what do you call that that you did with the other daycare programs? The Preschool Vendor Expo. Okay, so just so that people know what we're talking about because yeah. I have a question about how that works. But, like, <laughs> what was that? So the Preschool Vendor Expo was um, an event where I brought together other vendors like Tiny Toes Dance. We brought in soccer, martial arts, art classes, yoga, um, and we all came together in one place and invited all preschool directors, every open gym, anyone who has a school where they host programs to come in for their students. We invited them all to come meet us. So just a meeting of like right and so <laughs> so and, and, and so i asked that once is it's a really cool event i think it's yeah. a good idea it's never been done right and it seemed well received right yeah and i mean really yeah a lot of people were really interested in it um i think we need to work on our timing and scheduling but otherwise right. i think it was a really cool event so you know it's first time that you've done something like this maybe mm-hmm. the first time something like that has been done in the area where we live yeah, and work in our area mostly yeah. um and really, to your previous point, it's maybe the first time it's ever been necessary. Because like you said, when, when we were little kids, most children's activities start when you're five or six or seven five years or old. Five or six, and you have like the parks and rec, and there weren't these private businesses going out and serving the community for working parents. Because also when we were little, we usually had like a parent or a grandparent at home with us. Right, or... You Nowadays, know. especially in our area... It takes two incomes well, to really and and but a lot of that stuff was also done in the evening. Yes. And doesn't start until, you know, I played for example, I started playing T ball. I think it was at the end of kindergarten. Yeah. I was five. Yeah. Our son is signed up for T ball. And he's three. He's three and three <laughs> quarters. You know, the season's gonna be almost done before he turns four. Now, yeah. He's, he's the youngest kid, one of the yeah, he's one of the youngest kids on the team. But that wasn't even an option. You know, right. that's, that's a whole year, year and a half before we even had access. So you're right. saying, you know, doing dance at 18 months or two years uh-huh. wasn't an option. No. Obviously, for business, it's good because you're increasing the number of, you know, clients and students and, yeah. and the rest. But do you think developmentally, like, is it helpful? Would you be a better dancer today or do you think that you would have advanced more quickly if you had started when you were three instead of when you were five? Um, I don't know if I would have advanced quicker. I think what dance offers at kids this age, at a younger age, at two and three, um, and even at 18 months, it's a lot of basically like physical therapy. So dance is great for students who walk on their toes a lot Mm -hmm. because then that shortens their Achilles. So when you're doing dance, you also learn how to stretch, like stretch your Achilles. Mm -hmm. So kids that are pigeon-toed, we work on turning out our legs. So there's a lot of different aspects of dance class that relate to the growth of a child physically. Okay, so almost like... It's almost like a PT. Yeah, I, I was going to Like say... a physical therapy way, but in like a fun aspect of it. But like, of course, you're also still learning musicality, um, exploring the way your body works, being comfortable in your body. And it's also like a social interaction. Yeah, I mean, kids are, if not if, if nothing else, and, and I mean, I think it sounds like they're getting a lot of other things, but 
you are getting the group dynamic. You're mm-hmm. paying attention. You listen mm-hmm. to the teacher. You know when to take turns. You're do- plus all the physical coordination, plus right. your actual physical fitness and body control. Right. Like there's a lot of things that happen there. Think outside of your business because I don't want you to say like, of course I want more people. You know, because there would be more <laughs> money. Like, do you think that more kids should sign up? Yes. For say soccer or martial arts that young? Yes. Or is it a kid by kid? De- I mean, it's always a kid by kid decision. I'm Obviously, saying, like, every kid is different. If you had to say most people should, or most people should consider but be cautious, or like, how strongly do you believe in starting these kind of activities when a kid's two or three? I think they're a great activity for young kids. I think the way that our school system is set up for when they do get older, it helps them work on, you know, being in a different teacher's classroom. Mm -hmm. That aspect of, like, listening to other teachers. Right, Um, right, It works with following directions. It also allows them a physical education. Right. We work on counting. I mean, our classes do a lot. We work on counting and numbers and colors and... Left and right. And left and right. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of coordination. I think I think extracurricular activities are really good, especially organized, like, sports. I think they're really good for a child's development. Yeah, and I think, you know, in the setting you're doing this in preschools and daycares is probably ideal if it means that, they're one, they're having good classes through yeah. you, through whatever the program is. But then if they're also using the freed up time in the evening to have quality time with your family. Oh, that's the big aspect of it. Yeah. Like yeah. being working parents, when I pick my kid up from or our kids up from school, I got to make dinner. I got to, you know, <laughs> bath yeah. and bed. And there's a lot going on. Like I don't want to have to worry about picking them up, running them here, running them there. And yeah. I remember not eating spending a lot that of, time with them. Yeah. I remember eating a lot of like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches before rushing off to a practice. Right? I can't tell you how many or baseball. how many like chicken nuggets or hamburgers I've shoved down my throat on the way to a rehearsal or a practice because there's literally just no, there's time. no time. Yeah, I used to a lot of times especially when I was younger, we my my mom would like pick up from say football practice and one of my friends parents would drive us there. Yeah. But that would mean that I would have a peanut butter and jelly or something like that in my bag from <laughs> yeah. the morning on yeah. because I maybe didn't go home at the end. Yeah. Of the, I was at a babysitter. I went to the friend's house. And, then, and, like and that's that more stress, too, night, though, like yeah. figuring out who's going to pick up your kid or when you have multiple kids, where's one going to go while the other one's going there? Or yeah. They both have activities. How are you going to get to multiple places around the same time? How do you coordinate weekends? And yeah. I think I think one of the things that I worry about not so much for your business, though it probably applies, but I worry about it for our own kids, is over-scheduling. Yes. And so that's where I brought up, like, using that as time to have dinner with your family, to talk, to read mm-hmm. a book, to play a game, do something together. If people are using this as an opportunity to do an extra class during the day, which then frees up time to do another scheduled activity at night, not that that's always bad, depending on the activity, but I just, I think... We maybe overschedule a lot of kids. I see a lot of high school students that are yeah. very stressed. They're very anxious. They don't have a lot of free time, and they don't see those things as optional. And so by starting early, if you use the time well, it's awesome. You get a class, yeah. and you get time with your family. Mm-hmm. If the parents use it as are a class. Are using that time with your family, like in the evenings and weekends, right. actually with your family. Right. If they slam another class in there, another activity, 
and it doesn't mean it's automatically bad. I just think maybe you're setting the kid up to grow up thinking that's normal. And by the time you're 17, you have no idea what to do how, with free time. Yeah, like how to just you sit know. down and relax and just let and your mind go. doing homework until you're 3 in the something. morning because yeah. you're always overscheduling so your time. So with Tiny Toes, I do have several students that will take breaks to mm-hmm. do another activity. So I see that within my own program where parents understand the whole overscheduling aspect of it. I mean, it's, it's also a lot of money <laughs> to right. be in all these activities. And because we don't have a contract with Tiny Toes, you can come and go when, when it works for you. Some students will take a break to go do a swim class or go play soccer. Right. And then they come back. Yeah. So I do see that parents are mindful of that, the yeah. overscheduling, with some of them. I don't know how all of them work. Right, right. But... Yeah. I mean, in my mind, that's what I'm, I'm just thinking, like, in terms of sort of the upside of the whole thing is... You get these classes, you get the coordination, the discipline, the social interaction, an actual foundation, like a, a good foundation in dance mm-hmm. or whatever the other activity could be for the other the other programs. Yeah. But what else do you do with it, so to speak? You know, And so I, I just would worry that people take that too seriously. So one of the things that I think a lot about for extracurricular activities is the idea of specializing. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was little, I played t-ball. And then I think in second grade, you start and I did football. And then end of elementary school, beginning of middle school, I did basketball. And <laughs> all I did and, was dance. Literally, all I did was dance. <laughs> and, and, you know, and there's a lot of research that goes into pointing out that since most people don't end up being professionals in what they do. So in this case, right. like, you'd be the exception, right? 